Hey, yellow, it's all out, and I'm your host, Aja Smith. Today I'm sitting on my bedroom fucking floor because somebody in my living quarters is like, I'm gonna make a Tuscan chicken. But to be fair, it's 6 30 p.m. Anyways, your bitch, you know what? I was thinking, why is it that I am more slobby? Or why is it that, like, you know, I'm not so eager. You know, if you're living with your partner, I'm not so eager to be doing house chores, especially if that partner is a man. I don't care. I feel bad. Like they say like it should be equal. And there was like a part during quarantine when I wasn't working where it's like, yeah, I had all the time in the world to do house chores and it was fun. But now I have so much to do. It's like, I'm not fucking doing it. Well, I will do it, but it, you know what I mean? So it's like recently my partner has been like, you never help clean up. You're just a sloppy, dirty, gross in the bottom of the garbage woman. And it's like, I do get that. But also I was thinking back to my, my childhood and like in high school and things. And my nanny and papa, let me just tell you this. My nanny always had my papal clean. My papal does the laundry. He does the dishes. He does the majority of the cleaning. Like she never touches a fucking thing. To be fair though, the woman, um, I don't know if you, anybody out there can relate, but I'm from the Midwest and my nanny not only doesn't cook, but in high school, we would have hot dogs one night, pizza another night, and then a fend for yourself night, which usually entailed me eating cereal. And then like every once in a while, she'd make a food or it'd be like frozen food. She doesn't really make. But when she did make food and I was always like, ew, like I'm just going to eat snacks all the time. Because when she did make food, it was disgusting. It was bland. Sorry, Nanny, I do love you from the bottom of my heart, but you don't know how to cook, and we both know that. And it got me thinking, like, why do so many, like, white old people in the Midwest genuinely not know how to cook? And I know that, like, a lot of um, people of color always joke around, like, white people do not know how to cook. And the thing is, I would have to agree, because growing up, nobody, no, I'm not going to say nobody, but most people, like, the, let's even take this. Let me let me walk you through a typical taco night from where I'm from. A fucking taco night. You're thinking, I like, like me, I like a corn tortilla that's a little crunchy. You know, it's been baked or, or like on the stove top. We like a corn, a tomato, a guacamole, a sour cream. Like the meat has been seasoned. It's juicy. There's pork. There's chicken. There are options. But a typical night growing up for taco at my friend's house, either my grandparents' house. Why the fuck was it these massive tortillas flavoring with the taco or like the meat was flavored with the taco season? That's all right, whatever. And then like the Mexican style shredded cheese, lettuce, and tomatoes. Do you guys know how fucking disgusting that shit was? And I ate that shit up. I eat that shit up. And it's another thing I was talking. Well, I I feel like I say I was talking to a lot of people often, but I went out to the bar and I was talking to this guy and we were talking about, um, like if you come from a small hometown or whatever. And it was like, why do people that like genuinely like don't get out that much? They don't know cuisine at all. Like the best, like my grandparents have, uh, um, mm, yummy. I ate that one. (laughs) 
my grandparents go to Texas Roadhouse all the time. And it is just like the epitome, epitome of flavor. They're like, I can't get enough of this. And when I was in high school, I think I've said this before. I loved Texas Roadhouse. You couldn't convince me to go anywhere else. It was like, mm, delicioso. But I went back with my grandparents not that long ago. And I was like, this shit is like, it was disgusting. And to them, it's like flavor. Same with Applebee's. And the thing is, I could take my grandparents to a really nice restaurant and they would just be like, mm, it was okay. And I mean, not much different from Applebee's or Texas Roadhouse. The fuck is up with that? And I get it. I get it. And like, I'm going back to this point. She didn't flavor her chicken. It was salt and pepper. And that was it. You couldn't pay me to eat chicken with just salt and pepper. I might as well be eating the raw cutlet itself. Because it's the same damn taste at that point. You know what I mean? But I have a lot on my notes this week that I cannot wait um, to get out. So first of all, we're going to go over my um, spring break trip. Because who else am I going to share it with? So spring break, I went with a few of my friends and we went to Phoenix, Arizona slash Sedona slash San Diego. And let me just start off by we were supposed to go to Greta Van Fleet. If you guys don't know who Greta Van Fleet, they're like rock stars. They're so good. They're kind of like maybe like a Led Zeppelin, but like modern day and like cool and hot and I forget the lead singer's name but he's kind of short and he's got curly hair and a mustache and he leads with his dick you know how some people like they lead with their hips or they lead with their feet or they lead with their chest we all know those bitches who lead with their chest and their boobies just bouncing 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 then boobies be bouncing like crazy like the boobies don't have to be bouncing like that but they're leading with their chest so then boobies keep bouncing well, this man leads with his fucking dick. I'm telling you, like, the okay, if you're looking at a wall from the side of a wall and there's, like, different points of the wall, he is like a pyramid in the fact that his dick protrudes out, but not like a boner, but, like, he's hips and then his dick. And anyways, we were supposed to be so beside the point. We were supposed to go see Greta Van Fleet. And I just want to talk about, so we paid, I think, $160 for pit tickets. I'm packing my bags because right after the concert, we're going to go to our spring break trip and get on a flight and do all this stuff. And 20 minutes, I, okay, before this, two days prior, let me preface by saying this. Two days prior, I wake up and go to my little yoga class and I walk out to my car and I'm hearing a sound and I'm like the fuck now and I get in there's no lights on so I'm like "Mm, maybe like I don't know like maybe it wasn't my car I don't know tell my partner and I was like you need to check this shit out later I'm not looking at it I don't know jack shit about jack shit and I'm not gonna learn you're gonna help me figure it out he forgets about it he doesn't do it we get to packing our bags we're all set for the trip I have my Greta Van Fleet uh, concert outfit packed I'm prepping my makeup look my hair look it's crazy it's 70s it's wild I'm about to get my nut on on this fucking concert it's in Kalamazoo Michigan about a three-hour drive stay with me here people stay with me here I <laughs> we're driving down the road and my car I start I start hearing this and I think that it's like somebody somebody in a beat up 1990s Mustang revving their engine 
trying to race on the freeway, like, and I'm like, no, that's my car pull over now. Like it's literally my car pull over. I pull over and I have a, like, not even like, not even a little bit of air, not even a little bit of air, a completely flat tire. And it's just, I feel like one of those things that it's like, it's gotta happen once in your lifetime to have a flat tire. But the thing is I've had multiple flat tires and it is never fucking easy. First of all, why the fuck does it take a tow truck an hour to two hours to pick somebody up. I'm not kidding you. The clock is a ticking. We're planning to get there at five. Two and a half hours pass. The concert's supposed to start at eight. And after two and a half hours, three hours of sitting on the side of the freeway, and I'm also not kidding you, I had to pick, this is really disgusting. This is really disgusting what I'm about to say. Trigger warning, pee. Trigger warning, golden shower. Trigger warning, my urethra hole. I were sitting here in this hot ass car waiting to be towed because also, you know, I know you guys don't care, but I'm going to walk you through this fucking process of why the fuck the flat tires are like, like I was like Googling the symbolism of getting a flat tire. Cause I was like, why is this happening? I don't understand. Two and a half hours go by. I'm sitting there on the floor of my car. I have to piss first. Okay. I'm leaving out of a lot of details. Okay. Take a step back. So we get a flat tire. I go out to the outside of my car and on my wheels, they put this specific key lock lug nuglet. I don't know what they're called. Like the nuglets on your car that screw into the tire. Luglets, lugger, nug. I don't know what it's called. You know what I'm saying? Like the screws. Well, my car has a special one that like locks it so that nobody can come and steal like my rims and tires. I lose the goddamn key to unlock the nuglet to the car. It's not anywhere in my fucking car. Who knows what happened to it? My car has been broken into multiple times. Maybe somebody took it. I don't know. That's another thing. I was wondering, I was like, where's the title to my car? I have no idea. Like, I don't think my grandpa has it and I don't know where it's in my car. So anybody could come and take my car and it's just like not mine anymore legally. I didn't, isn't that weird? Somebody can just take a piece of paper and they're like mine now. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So anyways, I can't put the fucking donut on my car because I have to have a key to get the fucking tire off and I don't have the key. So I'm sitting here for two and a half hours and for this tow truck to pick me up, the tow truck takes even more. I think it ends up being three hours. And we're sitting here and I'm like, if we can get to the Hyundai Napleton of Carmel. Also, um, fuck, if you live in Indiana, in the Indianapolis area, I, the Hyundai Napleton of Carmel, fuck you all. Fuck you bastards. I fucking hate you. You fuck you. Just fuck you. It's so hardcore, heavy boner. Fuck you. So I take my car there and I'm like, you know, crying my eyes out. I'm like, okay, be calm, be calm, be calm. And I'm like, maybe they can put a new tire on and we can go and we'll be like 30 minutes late, but we'll still make it. Cause at this point we're going to get there at eight o'clock. <sighs> no, they're like, well, we can put the donut on for you since we can unlock your car. But unfortunately, like it was like five o'clock 
and they closed at 5.30 and they're like, it would just take an hour to put this tire on and we close in 30 minutes. This is what I'm talking about. When someone is burning in a fire, you have all the tools to help them. I'm sitting here bawling my eyes out and this short fucking redheaded Ireland goofy goober walking off the rainbow into the golden pot of luck looks me dead in my eyes and says, um, yeah, we can't help you, but I I could put this donut on for you. Bawling my eyes out and I'm like... (laughs) fuck you because it's like first of all I called my grandpa and he was like because I don't know shit about shit and he was like it should not take a fucking hour he didn't say the f-bomb because he doesn't say the f-bomb to put a tire on your car these men were the I'm not saying and that's another thing there are like 20 men in this car dealership and you're gonna sit here and tell me none of you stupid ass bitches can help me fuck you you don't get good pussy you don't get top tier pussy because you're an asshole obviously he did, but I just, I just genuinely don't understand how when people are in need of help, you can look them dead in their eyes when you have all the tools and you're like, "Mm, you know, (laughs) I'm going to Fazoli's at six, so I can't help you. Shut up. God. So that happens. And at this point, he puts the donut on. You can't drive on a donut on the freeway three and a half hours. So at that point, I go to another tire place and they help me out, whatever. But by the time that's done, it's like seven o'clock and there's no way we're going to make it. So I don't, I don't get to go to that. But anyways, it's just the most annoying thing on the entire planet earth to get your tire changed and have a tow truck come pick you up. But I forgot to tell you guys, the key, one of the key parts to this story is that I had drank like so much water that day and I'm sitting there and it's been like an hour waiting on this tow truck and I am not kidding you about to piss my pants I was in so much pain and I'm on the interstate there's nowhere to go I find this old water bottle in the back of my car that has like a wider opening it's kind of it wasn't a yeti it was just a plastic one but you know how yetis have like the bigger hole I suction cup this I I take off my pants. I sit on the squ- squatting on the floor of my car. Suction cup this water bottle to my pussy. And I filled this 16 ounce fucking water bottle. I think it was, no, it was more than 16. It was like 21 ounces. Water bottle full of piss. And my partner is sitting there watching me. <laughs> Nearly fucking gagging. Um, I wonder why I have digestive issues and I just stopped to eat a Tuscan chicken, a Tuscan creamy chicken, and then I washed it down with a fucking car, a vanilla latte. (laughs) And then I'm like, why am I shitting 10 times a day and farting my fucking brains out? I'm sitting here telling my doctor, doctor, I don't understand. I think I have IBS. <laughs> and I'm just fucking disgusting. I'm mixing like fucking lemons with an Oreo. The lemon Oreos are fire though. Um, <laughs> besides that fucking point, um, 
when we go on vacation though, we're, we have to get on all these shuttles and drive all these different places. And one of the places that we had to go was like this, <clears throat> Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, it's like, <clears throat> sorry, the Tuscan chicken is just taking an extra bite of flavor in my mouth. Um, there, there was this shuttle. So you, if you're renting a car and at the Phoenix place air, airport, there's like a separate location for all the car rentals. So you have to take a shuttle to and from the airport from there. And there's like masses of lines to get on these fucking shuttles. Well, they're pulling up and then all the people get on the one and then they run over cause another one pulls up and they all get on that one and whatever. And we're waiting in line and we're coming back and I'm standing in line and this motherfucker, this is what I'm talking about. I, I want to say this very loud and very clear cause I stand by it. I fuck with people who can like handle aggression and not in a like, Oh, I'm scared. Will she be mean? But like aggression in like a funny way. And it's kind of like, sometimes I feel like like a cat or a dog in the way that it's like I'm standing my ground but in a not in a real way in like a funny way and I just oh my god 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 guys I'm gonna have a fucking panic attack I'm sitting here oh never mind (laughs) never mind I'm just fucking stupid I was sitting here pause really quick and I'm recording on my computer and I noticed that my camera light just turned on and I was just like (gasps) Oh my God, the FBI literally is watching me, but I forgot I opened my camera up the year, earlier today to put some lip liner on when I was at work. Um, but this is what I mean. I like people who can take aggression and then they don't back down and they come back at it with me, at like at me, because it's just like entertaining. It's fun to have this like fiery, kind of mean, but not really actually mean energy between and encounter between people it's just fun because it's not real. And it's like, if you can't handle that, like, come on, you fucking sissy. Come on. Because it's at the end of the day, it's like, if somebody's just like, oh yeah, you stinky, smelly turd. And I'm like, oh yeah, you balding, ugly wiener head. Not actually, like those are stupid, um, examples to give but if I hope that you're catching my drift but anyways this is when I was actually being serious and it's like I do not mind confrontation conf- confrontation confront you know the word again um if you can't handle that people who study um study see there we go people who stutter mispronounce things and are a little slow this isn't the podcast for you because mommy does all three But I do not mind confrontation at all. I don't. I think I used to like just be like, "Mm, no, not a biggie. And a lot of the times I just let things go unless I'm just really like, are you fucking serious? We're standing in this line in this balding, ugly, and I'm only calling him ugly. I don't care about people's appearance just because of his attitude that he was ugly. Tries to sneak past us and cut us in line. And I said, hi, sir. I think you know you just cut us in line. Not cool. And then he goes, oh, um, go ahead. Go, like, pointing his hand to come in front of him. And I was like, no, it's fine. But don't do that. And it was just like, you know how fucking stupid he felt when I said that? Because it's like, 
what is cutting one person in line going to do? You're fucking ugly for that shit. And you should be ashamed of yourself just cutting someone in a shuttle bus line. Are we fucking joking? I just... And it's like different when you're driving in a car and people are just in a line because, you know, like a lot of people conform without knowing like what the situation's going on. They're like, well, I just assume that I have to be in this line because, you know, there must be something. But then there's sometimes like, you know, you get in the other lane and you don't really understand why everybody was in that lane, but they just got in that lane because they thought they had to. It's kind of like that, but not when you're standing in a group where people are actually in line and then you're just like, "Mm, psych bitch. And then only cut one person. Like if you're going to cut, go to the front of the fucking line. And I bet you after, that's the thing though too, is like when you confront people about some stuff like that, even though that was so stupid, I bet you he'll never do it again because of how fucking stupid he felt. Anyways, (laughs) one of of the hot topics of the debate, up for debate on my um, spring break trip was how many holes do we have? My final answer is eight. And there was an argument that there's seven for women. And I got told this by one of my male friends. You have two nose holes, one, two, two ear holes. That makes four. You have a mouth hole. That's five. You have a butthole. That is six. You have a vagina hole. That is seven. And you have a eutheria, however you say it, pee hole. That is eight. And his argument Guys, listen to this fucking argument. He said, no, it's seven because your pee hole and vagina hole are the same. They're like in each other. (laughs) No, no. And I was like, no, they're not. They're very separate. They're very separate. And he was like, well, no, it's, it's on the same slit. It's on the same slit. It does not make it the same hole. And he was like, well, the flaps cover, the flaps cover your holes. So it doesn't count as separate holes. (sighs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why most women do not come during sex. Also, two other conversations were, this is to my partner, who does not understand how to identify a BBL. And for me... I could not give a shit less who does what with their body. But my boyfriend is so unaware to women that have had anything done. It has to be the extreme where these people are on botched for him to understand who has had shit done. He's getting better. He's getting better. But it is just like... How is a 22-inch waist matching up with a 54-inch, 64-inch fat ass and titties? Come on now. Two plus two doesn't equal eight. It's just not. You know, there are women out there where I'm like, damn, she's got a juicy motherfucking ass. She's got big milky mommy titties. And I know it. I can tell when it's natural. There's somewhere I'm like, "Mm." and again, I don't give a shit, but I do try to recognize because it's like, you know, there are these beauty standards. Sometimes you do feel like shit. And it's not like me saying, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, like just because so-and-so got work done doesn't mean that they're beautiful because at the end of the day, Bella Hadid has 
she's only admitted, I love Bella Hadid, let me just say that. She's only admitted to getting a nose job. Mm, your whole face structure does not change from one nose job. Mommy got a whole upper lip. Jaw's different. Eyebrow's different. But anyways, whatever. Whatever. Besides the point, that doesn't make her not beautiful. She's fucking gorgeous. But we have to sit here and, and that's the thing. It doesn't make you any less or more of a woman because you have or haven't had a work done. I just don't think it fucking matters. Like you're either pretty or you're not. And if you fucking hate the way you look, change it. Nobody's going to be like, "Mm, well, she's not actually that pretty because she got her new nose. No, you're still fucking pretty. And anybody on the street is going to be like, wow, she's really pretty. Nobody gives a shit and you don't win a brownie point award for not having work done. I think a lot of people want to act as if, you know... And I can understand it. Like I'm better than or better than most women because I haven't had any work done. Well, okay. I'm glad that like I'm happy. And I think a lot of it comes down, you know, it is because of like self-love and truly accepting yourself and accepting how you look and the face that you were fucking born with and the body that you were born with. But there's nothing wrong with changing it. But the thing is, is that, that I think it comes down to self-love because some you hear a lot of times people who get work done, you know, it had nothing to do, I mean, sometimes with the work itself but you know how they were feeling on the inside so I feel like you know no matter what people have or had it had done you know it doesn't really reflect them as a person I know that sounds so like shut up bitch and like sometimes I see other people where I'm like and I even do it where I'm like wow like they're really pretty but they've had so much work done if I could have that work done I would look that pretty too and I mean I those feelings can be valid And sometimes I like to say that, but it's only to make myself feel better about the way that I look instead of just loving the way I look regardless of comparison. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important. That's not even what I was trying to go with, with the BBL point, but here we are. Um, side point slash BBL. I just finished the the one of the season of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, their last season on E! on Hulu. I just binge watched it. And I just want to say that I truly, first and foremost, I love Pete and Kim Kardashian together. A lot of people are like, I don't get it. No, I hate them. I fucking love it. I, when I look at them and look at that dynamic, I see balance. I see what they can get from each other and I just love it. But one thing that bugged me (laughs) from watching this it was like the final cut part two like their last episode of the last season and if you don't give a shit about the Kardashians then that's fine but I want to have a say on this is that one the guy asked her I think his name's Andy or something he asked Kendall Jenner you know how do you feel about people saying that like you know a lot of your success comes from that you were born in a successful family and she's like I don't feel that she basically said Now, I'm not going to quote it word for word because I can't remember it. I know that this is what she said, basically, that I don't think that's true. I people don't understand all the work I've had to do. I took off my last name to my first name so that people wouldn't even know. And I I get it. It is going to be hard work no matter what. But the matter of the fact that she wants to completely deny that her coming from a family of success and having multiple doors just already be opened and welcoming you to walk in puts you at a different level that most people don't even get to 
And it's just like, I, this is what I can't stand about celebrities. There are people that have a lot of money that they just cannot see everything else that's going on. Like, are you seriously so delusional in the fact that you genuinely think that you got to where you are by yourself? Because even now there's people that, you know, were not celebrities, but their family had a lot of money and was able to fly them out to Los Angeles or New York and shoot with the best photographers in the world and get into meetings with the best agents and like all of those things. And it's like, money and knowing people gets you a lot more than you fucking think. And it's just like so mind boggling to me. Again, you still do have to work to be good, but to even get in that position where you're able to get even just there is very hard. And she, the way that she was just like, absolutely not. I have worked my ass off. That's what I can't get with. That's not what I can get with. And if there's one day that I, for some whatever fucking reason, for me shitting in the middle of a road, that I become extremely successful or well-known, I never once, I fucking hope that I would never be so delusional in the fact of uh, like completely ignoring everything else in the world completely disconnecting from the general population of the world because it is just like me 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 mind-boggling sorry I'm eating ice and I'm not gonna stop um talking about shitting on the street though so um I hate that I was one of those people like a year ago that I was like, even like three months ago, I was like, I would never move to California. People there are like so superficial. It's way too expensive. Like I would never live there. Fuck that. I hate to admit this, but I want to move to San Diego. So fucking bad now that I visited. It is just like, all the best coffee shops, all the best restaurants. The the thing is for me that I've realized, and I don't know about you guys. Oh shit, are we? Is that I need, and one of my values is like appreciation of like beauty. And I need things to be like aesthetically like beautiful to my eye every single day. Like I need to find the beauty. I appreciate craftsmanship, art, and like well done design I need that every day like it's just something that I value and I love seeing and every place there is so the interior design so well done the cocktails the craftsmanship the the experience I live for those experiences and not only did it have like the best of those places but the fucking ocean there and the fact that you can have the ocean you can go hiking you could ride your bike there and I was expect I wasn't really expecting anything but you know you hear people say that people in California are so rude when I was there nobody was rude everybody was really nice and genuinely happy like they liked their lives and it made me want to be there. It made me want to live there. Now, when we were in Phoenix, it wasn't that pretty because a lot of, like, the yards were just desert. And I felt like everything was very far separated and not very walkable. But in San Diego, the downtown San Diego, this is what I'm talking about when people shitting on the fucking side of the road. 
when I was, I guess a law passed in California because homeless people don't have anyone to, anywhere to go to the bathroom, that basically you can shit on the street, the sidewalks, wherever. You can poop and pee wherever you like. We got to our Airbnb and I was like, what is that rank ass smell? There was human shit. Human shit on the sidewalk because it's allowed there. I liked San Diego, but I would not live in their downtown. That would just not happen. The homeless people there are just a different breed. They're like Debbie Ryan meets Maleficent. (laughs) I saw literally, and like, I'm not trying to make fun of homeless people. That's not what I'm trying to do. It is just like, there's a difference. The homeless people here in Indianapolis, they will scream and yell at you and personally cuss you out and eat you alive. And it's kind of fun. It is kind of fun, but the homeless people there didn't necessarily yell at you or talk to you, but they simply did not give a shit. There was a man with the front of his pants on, but the back of his denim jeans were like cut out like a rainbow with his asshole out. Yeah. So now though, I've been like fantasizing about moving there and people are like, what about the cost? It's so expensive. And it's just like, I feel like there's more opportunity to make money there anyways. So like, I feel like you'll find a way to equal it out, but the housing there is absolutely absurd. Like a 700 square foot apartment that is a piece of shit and not a good neighborhood and like not cute at all is like $3,000. So that did make me want to slit open my artery and bleed out. But, 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 but I feel like again, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. And even if I could just live there for a couple years, but it's also like, I don't know about your guys' family, but a lot of like, I feel like people that I know from my home community and like people that I know even in college and stuff they're like well that's probably not financially smart it's just so expensive and it's like if you're jealous just say that just say that because in my mind again like I said I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the year that's my mindset it may never fucking happen but I believe that and I believe that sometime in my like like I told you I like expensive things I like beautiful things. I like craftsmanship. And I recognize that everything costs money. And in order for me to do the things that I like, mama's gonna need money. So like I said, if there's a will, there's a way. I understand that things are expensive, but um, if you don't think that I'm gonna find a way to get too much of lattes every day and go to Pilates, go to yoga, ride my bike everywhere, buy the best skincare products. And you know what? I was listening to a podcast the other day and she was like, my goal was to be able to go, she was like, I forget what country, like go to this certain like part of whatever country whenever I want in life and, you know, not to have to work for somebody. And I was so like, I related so much to that. Like, My personal goal is to be able to go to Italy or Europe whenever I want. I can go, my goal is to go on vacation and somewhere like that whenever I want. Not to work with someone because again, mama doesn't take authority very well. I very much, what do they say? That's like kind of cringy. Mommy rolls to her own drum. I have my own drum beat 
and I will find my way in this world and play in the orchestra. Did you guys know I was actually in the orchestra? I was in orchestra for eight fucking years. I played the violin. <laughs> my papa always wanted me to play A Devil Goes Down to Georgia. And I was like, man, if you do not shut up, I'm never going to be able to play that. Stop. So, you know, even though it is expensive and, you know, I do want to be financially smart, the quality of life that I think I would be experiencing would be a trade-off. And I think, I think that I would find more people that relate to me and my mindset and where I want to go versus here. Plus, you know, they don't have winter there. And on this week's hot take, I will be saying how people who are engaged, if you're engaged or you're getting married, can we stop fucking taking engagement pictures with our dogs? (laughs) Can we stop doing that, please? Nothing more that makes me want to pull the molars out from my fucking mouth than to see engagement pictures with their doggo in front. I don't think it's cute. And what happens when your dog dies? And you just have this picture with you, your partner, and your dead animals. It's just sad. But I will say, and I got in an argument with my partner over this literally yesterday. Because I'm a very much believer in everything. Not everything. Just because like I don't think that everything is told to us. And it's really mind-boggling that people could be like, this is the truth. This is how it is. And you better believe it. I mean... Even look at our history books, like all throughout high school, what we're taught in history class was not actually the truth. It's just teaching the American people what they want to be seen as the truth, not that it's necessarily the truth. And that's where it's just like, you know, if our government's not going to tell us the truth, like about most like things like that, like, I just don't believe that everything that we're told or not even told can be like the truth and I 100 especially after visiting Phoenix which they're known for having like alien UFO sightings like all the time I 100% believe aliens are real there's not a doubt in my mind like aliens are real and if you want to argue on this on me and say not aliens aren't real I will punch you in your throat not actually but it's like what do you mean yes they are so I got this argument with my partner and he was like I think they're real but they're why would they visit earth I don't think that they would visit earth and I was like what do you mean like what about all the UFO sightings and he's like yeah they're just unidentified that doesn't mean that they're aliens boy and then at work today I was like do you guys think the aliens are real and then people at my work were also like I don't know Oh my god, is that shit not so annoying? Like, come on, people. I get that there's bigger, more real life problems, but it's like, let's be a little curious here. Let's think outside the box. Let's think about possibilities. And then after that, I saw a TikTok that was like, you should never try to summon an alien. Meanwhile, I was in the car the other day chanting after my partner was like, I don't know. I just don't think they've ever touched down on earth. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, they have. And I'm like, what about all the alien abductions? What about the reptilians? Like, what about all these theories? Like, 
I'm just very much like, you have to be conspiracy conspiracy theorist because we're not told the truth so often that it's like, it, I don't know. I just enjoy questioning things because I don't think anybody would flatline tell you the truth out of the goodness of their heart. I think a lot of people would be scared if they knew the whole truth. Mama here, mama bear can fucking take that shit. I've cut too many asshole ridges. Pause. This, I took a, put on my Instagram story and I asked you guys and like a ton of you swiped up saying that you wanted to hear why you should never shave your asshole. The reason that I said that to begin with was because I recently shaved my asshole. Some of the times I forget to shave it. Like I kind of have like a, what do they call it? business in the front party in the back kind of situation or I'm all shaved up front white as a seal and then we get to the back and it's like the fucking jungle <laughs> and the other day it's like because it's different like I feel like my butthole hairs aren't as you know how like your pubic hairs are more coarse and they're harder than like I don't know like your arm hair or something well I feel like my butthole hairs are very much like my arm hair they're like I know this is gross but they're like soft so it's like, I don't know, like they don't bug me and it's not like a freaking bush back there. It's just like a few strangly danglies hanging out back there and I don't really notice it. So I don't know. I was like, eh, I haven't shaved in a while. I'll take my razor back there. Give her a trim. I, this is going to be really gross, guys. I'm sorry. I shaved my asshole and I was shook at how long these fucking hairs were. I'm not getting like... I was inspecting my razor as like the freshly shaved asshole hairs were sitting on them. These hairs had to be at least like two inches, at least two inches long. I was shook. And it's like, I touch, not to be weird, like not that I touch my butthole often, but it's like, I know my business and like, I feel like I touch my butthole like enough to know if there were two long inch hairs back there. And then, okay, for a woman, I don't know if you get ladies can result, and I'll tell you why you shouldn't shave it. First of all, my reason for not shaving it is because after I did that, the next couple days, I was like, why are my butt cheeks sticking together like so hard? Stuck together like I literally have slime stuck between my butt cheeks. Like I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, oh, I freshly shaved my asshole. That's what's happening. And like, do you guys know that sometimes when you like shave your armpits, men, you might not really, but women, you might. And like, sometimes it can stay like wet and sticky, like just some of the times, or you don't put deodorant on and it's like sticky. That's how my butt cheeks were sticking together. And it was a severe problem. And have you ever cut your asshole ridge before? I've said this before. That shit is earth shattering. It is the most painful things that like... <laughs> And especially when you have to go and wipe your butthole afterwards and then like there's blood that comes off because you free open the scab from shaving your asshole. <laughs> but I googled it. Like I was like, why shouldn't you shave your asshole? Like what are the real, like what are the real at stake things here? And the first thing that came up, it says... Your ass has a lot of bacteria. Shaving a region that is literally crawling with nasty bacteria can be dangerous, especially if you're unable to keep it in check. And first of all, if you're shaving your asshole and you can't keep it in check, check yourself into a fucking ward. You nasty. You nasty. You disgusting. And I don't wish well for you. I'm joking. Buy a freaking pack of wet wipes. 
wrap it around your finger, we've had this talk before, and shove it in. It says, getting a nick and a subsequent infection is dangerous. Yeah, no shit. And that was from um, (laughs) shave.net. Let's see if we can find a better source, though. Um... We could go to craigslist.org. Warning, best of Craigslist. Don't shave that hair. I recently made a mistake in my life and I offer a story. Oh my God, we're going to read it. Holy shit, this actually kind of sounds interesting. Oh my God, this is so long. Are you guys in for it? This is going to be a long episode today because mommy's written a lot of notes and she's on a rant. (sighs) Okay, we're going to read it. If it's interesting, if it's not, then I'll quit. Don't shave that hair. I recently made a mistake in my life and I offer my story to you that you may learn from my error. It all started, as many things do, with me having trouble shitting. (laughs) No, I was not constipated. This was not a regularity problem, but a matter of technique. It seems my ass hair had grown to such length that my tiny grogans were constantly getting tied. (gasps) No. No. He said, my tiny grogrins were constantly getting tied up in the matted jungle between my ass cheeks. Dingleberry ass, motherfuckers. <gasps> there. Oh my God. Do you guys want me to tell I just shit. <laughs> oh my God. I just shit my own fucking pants. I said that I would never tell you guys this story when I told you about the dingleberry ass before, but I will give you a quick story. When I was in high school, I saw this guy, and this is really sad because I feel like when you're in high school, you should not be having sex just because like, I don't know. I feel like when you're in high school, you're like, I can be a grown adult and have sex too and do sexual things. So... (laughs) I was giving this man, boy, whatever you want to say, a blowjob. And that's so disgusting to say, I know. I stopped because this man literally had dingleberries in his ass hair. And I literally got up and said, you need to wash your ass And he was like, I do. I was like, with a washcloth and scrub that shit. And then I left. And I don't think I ever spoke to that person ever again. Because that was the most repulsive fucking thing. And it's like, I don't even want to say it's embarrassing for me. Because it wasn't my fucking ass. It's just disgusting for me that my sweet angelic fucking soul had to experience such things. It's fucked up. Anyways, let's continue with the story because I cannot believe so many men actually, like I'm saying so many, but I know one person and if I know one person that has, there has to be others because men are animals. And this person is coming to the internet on craigslist.org and sharing his story with us about his matted asshole hairs. Anyways, he said, um, it led to much frustration with me knowing that I still had something to drop, but unable to shake the tense. I don't know how to say a lot of words. Remember that ten Tennessee turd loose from its butt hair dwelling. Eventually, I would have to do two things. Either reach down with some paper and try to pinch off the lingering. 
the lingering loaf, which required careful precision to afford smearing the creature all over my rear, especially since I had no way of seeing that I what I was actually doing or just go for broke, start wiping, and I hope that it could remove all the leftover fecal matter before the toilet paper reached its can't-be-flushed thread hole. I was contemplating this problem when I had what seemed at the time to be a bright idea. Hey, this is my butt and my butt hair, right? So why don't I just eliminate all the hair? And then my Grogan's, I don't know why he's calling it that. Is that a real word? Uh, somebody please tell me. Will flow out like a beer from a keg. Of course a man would say that. I said to myself, it is a statement that would go down in history with a lot of other regretted statements. I performed the operation that night with a cheap disposable razor and a towel to sit on, starting from the bottom and shaving from the crack to the cheeks. I began the arduous process of ridding my ass hair. Occasionally, I would have to clean the razor off of accumulated hair and miscellaneous slime, which I did by wiping it on the towel. Slowly, my twin mounds... What? Okay, this is the most disgusting story I've ever heard, but honestly props to this guy for his analogies because I am living for this and I'm going to start using this. He he just called his ass cheeks mounds. Slowly, my twin mounds and the between ravine began to resemble the hairless cheeks of a newborn baby. Finally, I wiped the razor one last time and surveyed my work. The towel was covered with pile of hair. My ass was smooth as ivory. I smiled, satisfied, thinking my troubles were over. Little did I know, I now have a great respect for anal hair. Like everything in this world God created, it has its mighty purpose. It was only after I had removed it that I started to learn how much I began, how much I had been taking it for granted. For one, it provides friction. I learned this the next day. When I walked into the sun heading for class, after climbing two flights of stairs and starting to sweat, I started to notice something unpleasant. The sweat was accumulating in my crack and was causing an unpleasant sensation of my two ash cheeks sliding past each other with every step that I took. I thought about going to the bathroom and wiping it off, but had to get to class. Eventually, I thought it would dry. Unfortunately, it did dry, but only after mingling with the microscopic shit molecules lingering around my brown starfish. <laughs> When I stood up after class, my cheeks were stuck together like a slimy, stinky, shit, sweat combination as I made my way back to the dorm. It started to itch. God damn did it itch. It felt like a swarm of ants was making its way up down my crack. Fighting to keep from jamming my hand down there and scratching away, I rushed back to the dorm. Unfortunately, again, this exertion caused me to sweat. When I finally reached my room, my cheeks were sliding back and forth against each other like a pair of... Horny can toads. I quickly dropped my pants and attempted to dry my ass off by sticking it in front of a fan and spreading my cheeks. As I pulled the two mounds of flesh apart, a horrible stench burst free and filled the room. Every dog within a four block radius started to howl. Started to howl. I had lost the and at worst of all, as the ripe aroma of festering shit sweat went into the fan and blew back into my face, I fought to keep from heaving. <laughs> and as I sat there fighting to vomit, my ash cheeks spread 
and dripping with concentrated aroma of my body odor mixed with the tangy smell of my own shit blowing right into my face. I only had one thought. It will be like this till the hair grows back weeks later on trying to deal as best as i could wiping my ass at every opportunity i discovered another wonderful use for ass hair ventilation i attempted to launch a fart only to have it stuck between my ass cheeks apparently with no hair the two pink twins can get a vacuum sealed together and the result was a frustrating fart that slid up and down between my cheeks like a lost gerbil and if that wasn't enough i am now enduring a further torture As anyone who has ever shaved anything knows, when hair is first growing in, it comes in a stubble. Imagine your ass having a texture of a Brillo pad. Well, that is exactly what I'm dealing with now. It is a hellish torture, and there are many times when I look out the window and and completely contemplate why I shouldn't just jump out and get it all over with, with one fleshy splat rather than to endure this constant agony. Friends, don't shave your ass hair. Um... What a brave soldier. Um, I don't know who this man is, but he is brave for sharing his story. Wow. This just furthers my point of why men are disgusting. They're animals and, I mean, not all men, like, hell no, hell no. Like again, if I ever met a man with a sticky ass, it's game over. We're never speaking again. That is disgusting. And no man can be in my life with no stinky bussy. No, absolutely not. It's really fucking funny though. But honestly, shaving your ass, it does. And it's just like too, like, especially if you're wearing a thong, you've got your shaved asshole and then it starts to grow back and it is a little extra sticky and then it's itchy, and then you're picking there at your ridges of your butthole. God bless, God send. Um, updates on uh, on Starbucks. So I complained a few episodes back about Starbucks prices. My original cup of coffee last year from $5.70, which was already enough, to $6.16 is now $6.50. Meanwhile, the CEO of Starbucks have just got like a $20 million raise and they want to sit here and say it's inflation. Fuck you, Starbucks. At least they're, I also did see though that they are um, now playing their employees to $23 an hour, which is great. But also if you're going to make me pay $6.50 for a fucking latte, that's mostly ice. I've been going to Starbucks recently and they haven't been filling it to the top. There's like half an inch not filled. And again, I don't mind being confrontational. And sometimes I'm like, eh, but if I'm paying $6.50 for a fucking cup of Starbucks coffee, you're filling it to the top. And if I don't like the way it tastes, my ass is taking it back and you're going to remake it with a smile on your fucking face for the prices that I'm paying. Sorry. And that's not being a bitch. And that's not being a Karen. That's being, I'm paying $6.50 for a fucking cup of coffee. I better like it. And it better be filled to the top. And Starbucks knows that. It's called quality control, baby. And um, if the CEO is getting a $20 million raise, I can enjoy my fucking cup of coffee the way that I should. <sighs> Deep breaths in. <sighs> so updates on Italy, guys. Okay, so so updates on Italy, guys. So it looks like I am going to Italy. 
I'm worried. I am concerned. I am worried. I am concerned. I like to dress cute and like be myself and express myself through my clothes and all that shit, you know? Um, but I also realized that like three to four days out of the week, I look like a pile of shit. I do. And I don't care. I don't mind. And I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but there are some days where I genuinely do not want to even think about my appearance. Like I don't even want to think that there's, there's a physical version of me. And it's almost like when I am ugly, like literally my hair looks like Rugrats, the mean sister from Rugrats. It's what my hair looks like. And I'm wearing the sweatpants with the hole in the asshole. And I've got my fucking bloated IBS belly out wearing a crop top. I don't want anybody looking my way. And I just want to pleasantly walk down the street, grab my coffee, have a quick holler with the homeless people and be on my way. I don't want anybody looking at me. I don't want to care what I look like. I don't even want to look in the mirror or think about my appearance. I just want to exist without acknowledging that I even look a certain way. I like that. And I also like, you know, I don't know, like some days when I like, I look pretty and I'm like, oh, I look so good. Like I'm feeling really great about myself. I still feel great about myself when I look like shit. But the difference is, is that when I don't care about my appearance and I don't even think about it, I genuinely enjoy that no one looks my way. Like at all. And I know that might sound like a little self-conceited to say like, bitch, nobody ever looks my way. Like I, I get that that could be like a little self-conceited to say to think that like when I do look good, people look my way. That's not what I'm saying, but I can just like, because then I feel like myself and I don't have to worry about anyone ever. And I don't have to care if there's letters in my teeth because people already think I'm ugly and it's nice. It makes me feel way better about myself, I think. But anyways, what I'm saying though is that, so when I go to Italy, people there do not wear leggings out. People don't wear sweatpants out. They don't look like shit outside. It's like culturally not acceptable. And I'm really concerned for myself. Like, what am I going to do? I really... Like I always in my mind think that I could live like abroad or live somewhere. And then I recognize like how much I love to like f- look like shit. Like I genuinely like to just wear my sweatpants out, go out with raggedy hair and not give a shit and just go on a walk. And that's one plus of living in America. Like it's normalized to look like shit here and it's our right. And even now they're saying that like loungewear is a symbolism of like, wealth and social status now because loungewear is like expensive here but in other cultures it's not acceptable and I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't want to wear jeans every day I don't want a skirt every day I don't want to put on a turtleneck every day I don't want to wear nice stuff every day like unless I'm really well rested since it's in Italy too and it's like the study abroad internship program basically we're assigned a room with like three to four to five other people. I need privacy. I don't know about you guys. I cannot stay or live in a room with people that I don't know, let alone ever. That's just not happening. So it's either that option or I pay an additional $1,000 to stay in my own personal bedroom by myself with a bathroom 
And it's on this rankety dankety ass campus that what's well, not rankety dankety. I'm being a bitch, but it's like an hour outside of not an hour. I'm ex- why am I exaggerating? Asha, shut up. It's like a little farther out from the capital. And so like, it's not as close. So then it's like, what is the other option? I pay out of my pocket to rent an apartment there. That just seems like a cunty type of thing to do. Like, come on, buckle these bootstraps and do. But is it really a cunty thing? Because I really need my own privacy in my own space. And if I want to scream and if I want to cry and if I want to be a bitch, I need my own space to do that so that I'm not affecting everyone else. I recognize that I'm not because I know that I have these feelings and I can get in these moods. And I'm not going to burden other people. And I like having my own space where, you know, I can spread my butt cheeks open in the mirror, clap them back and forth, scream, flex my titties like I'm a gorilla in my own personal space. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need other people there. Like, when am I going to do that? Like, even now, when I've had a long day at work where I've had to be like normal and calm and like I'm still fun and stuff. But I will come home, get in the shower and like let all my quirky, like not quirky, like quirks and screams and chaotic energy out. Like, oh, yeah, are you crazy? (laughs) Like, I know that's fucked up and I know that's really weird. And a lot of people would be like, are you okay? But it's just a release of energy vocally for me. And I I don't know. Maybe there is something fucked up. But I recognize that I need that. And I don't need everybody to be like, what are you doing? And questioning everything that I do. It's just like, I want to do and be in my own space. And everybody else can fuck off, all right? So I am a little concerned. <sighs> yeah. Um, I wanted to go back on a point because last week I was talking like about professionalism and workforce and all that stuff. And one thing that I was like, people love to argue is that like our grandparents, like they had one option to work and that was like in factories or coal mining and you know, you didn't get an option for a career. And it's like, you guys should be so lucky. You can, you could pick and do and have all these other careers that we didn't have and you have options. And it's just like, yeah, we do. But just because we have options, I'm just like, not going to accept complete shit because I have options. And maybe that sounds privileged because this generation has a lot more privilege. But it's just like, I'm not going to sit here and still live my life unhappily and like shit because I have a lot more, a lot more different opportunities than you did. Like, I don't know. I don't want to sound ungrateful because our society has leveled up into a place where we can do these things and pick a career. But it's also like, I'm not going to sit here and let fucking Dan Joe sit here and talk to me about fucking cryptocurrency and professionalism and also winking at me and also like, you know what I mean? Like, just because things are technically, like, better and more advanced doesn't mean I'm still going to accept shit. And just because you guys literally had shit doesn't mean that, like, which I'm not happy that you guys had shit, like, my grandparents and, like, older people. But it's just, like, I'm not going to also continue to fucking eat shit. It's not going to happen. You're not going to hand me a shit dog and I'm not going to eat it. You can try to hand it to me. I'll never fucking eat it. I, nobody hands me shit. And I'm willingly going to swallow it. Never will that ever happen. Um, maybe I'm a bitch. 
but um, I'd rather be a bitch than fucking hate my life. Yoinkers! Um, one last thing also today is that I was talking the other day about like, I don't even think I'm going to have kids, but if I did have kids, it would be an accident. And then I'd be like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll like have this baby or, or I would have a surrogate because sorry, I am vain as fuck. I'm terrified of pregnancy. Um, I've seen what babies do to boobies. I don't have a lot of boobies to begin with. I'm not having my boobies look like that. Sorry. Men don't have to have anything physically changed to their body, so why should I? Not happening. I don't care if that's conceited or selfish or whatever or mother and having a baby is a motherhood to life. You know, maybe if I'm a multimillionaire and I can afford to buy a brand new body afterwards, maybe I'll consider it. But until then, um, I don't think I want to have a baby in this body. And have my vaginal canal open up that big is terrifying. I feel like I would faint myself out of horrifying feelings. I don't know. Um, but I, if I do have a child and I have a, a girl, I, if I were to have kids, I definitely would want girls because I feel like people are like, boys are so easy. You don't want girls. Shut up. I feel like everybody who says that is just like, if you don't like, if you hate yourself as a woman and you don't like girls, you can just say that girls are way more fun and we can be besties and dress up. And anyways, that's besides the point. But if I were to have like a child, I would want girls. And um, the thing is too, is that I've heard this before that like no ever woman has their own last name. Like every last name that's existed comes from a man and originates from, from a man. Like even my mom's last name came from a man and like so on and so forth. And you know, there's no ever last name that comes from a woman. So like my thought ideal was that I would have a, a, a girl and I would name like give her first last name, but her last name wouldn't be my last name or, you know, my partner's last name. I would give her a completely different last name that is made up on her own. Like say if I did, um, candle rock, uh, wood. I'm only saying that it's because the things that are in front of me, like I would never name a child that, but like, you know, coming up with something that is completely brand new and she doesn't have to like name her children after that if she doesn't want to, but I'm just saying like, I think it would be really fucking cool and really fucking badass to give my daughter her very own last name as a woman. If I had a daughter, that's what I would do. 100%. I don't care what any of my family says when any, if, whoever my partner, if I do have kids, what their family says, because I think that's super fucking badass. Like the first, oh, I don't know. Maybe there is another one, like the first ever girl to have her very own last name that she can give down to her children instead of it all being about men ever. Yeah. That's called clitoris power, pussy power, pussy popping. Leave me a five-star review. Leave a little notesies. Please, please, please leave a five-star review. Leave a five-star review. And go to out to All Out with Aja. Share a story. I've had a couple people submit stuff, but they haven't played into things I don't want to talk about yet. One day they'll get dropped. Maybe, maybe not. Just share a story and we'll figure it out as if it correlates. Go on there or leave a little review or share something anonymous that you want me to talk about. You know, I'll leave it all anonymous, whatever. Follow me on Instagram. <clears throat> Aja Smith or my podcast Instagram, all out Aja. And let's have a fun time. Love ya. Bye.